I'm going to talk about 6G, the next generation of mobile networks. I honestly have no idea. 5G is kind of the precursor, right? You've got these monolithic telecommunications companies. The companies actually produce the hardware that forms these networks. So when they talk about 5G, that's what they're talking about. They're talking about the equipment. The networking equipment that's created by these telecommunications companies. The likes of Ericsson. Or Huawei. Huawei. Now I mention Ericsson because <laughs> they're basically just bought they're buying every single small entity, right? That's what these companies do. That's how they become so large. They consume as many smaller entities as possible. And to those small companies, it seems like it's a great payday because there's no morality in tech. Morality is just doing the right thing. Virtue. being virtuous right it's doing the right thing it's having a sense of right and wrong you know I see or rather I watched a few videos like that this morning scientists talking at TED talks and they talk with passion about about being able to implant technology inside of people. And it's like, what is the actual purpose? What is the utility of it? Why? Why, why do you need to do that? Why is that the fucking... <laughs> I don't know if you can tell, but it's raining quite heavy. So I've got the umbrella up and it's... Um, having to walk a different way because I know the main road is going to be it's going to be packed packed with rain and cars so having to take a different route but yeah the people that come up with these ideas I think they are borderline genius psychopath if you look in astrology, I think it's Uranus. Uranus and Neptune. I'm got must be Uranus, right? Because that's the mind. This is like a fine line between the two. Genius and I think call it genius and freak. But it's like it's like they can have great ideas, right? But they don't know when it doesn't become a great idea, when it becomes a 
bad idea, I guess. There's no distinction. That's what I was talking about yesterday, about unawareness. And even though I didn't even think that that was a correct word, a proper word, it actually is, and it's, it's actually more common the state that that is more common for people to be in it is an actual thing so it's quite surprising and um, I'm now kind of looking at what people are doing in technology the people that are working at these large companies have absolutely no idea what they're doing they're unaware it's a complete lack of awareness. They do their job. They're not aware of the morality surrounding the things they do. Deploying 5G, right? I know somebody that... that was a proponent of that technology. And they can't understand why people we're getting up in arms about it. They can't understand why people who were not given a choice to be surrounded by these millimeter waves they couldn't understand why people might feel angry about that. You know, suddenly you like you have all these antennas, antenna deployed in your in your city or your house or near your house and it's like you don't get consulted on it you don't even get asked you don't even get told what the possible implications are because nobody knows what the implications are because all the health studies are organized by the people that deploy and create the technology it's it's a rigged system it's just like everything else i've been talking about it's about the, like the government it's all mafia type organizations so the people that work for these companies deploying these technologies or supporting these technologies they believe they're virtuous in that the technology that is being delivered is helping people that it's supporting the emergency services it's complete bullshit where's the proof of that? you're relying on somebody within your organisation telling you where that is going to be deployed and how that is going to help it's not, it's not real world like go outside and find it and I'm not quite sure the emergency services is a good example to use because if you want to get hold of an emergency services person just go to the nearest McDonald's I'm not even kidding. Uh, there's a McDonald's close to my house, a drive-through, and every morning, all the ambulances pull up there. Yesterday, when I went to the outlet place, there's McDonald's, a KFC, loads of drive-throughs, and uh, guess what? There was an ambulance waiting outside, outside McDonald's, waiting for a takeaway. And then there was a police van that pulled up, like a riot van. 
same thing wanted to get their um, takeaway so <laughs> so I mean come on the people that you think who should be virtuous who should have a sense of morality are not far from it not saying all of them but from what I see um, if I want somebody to help me feel whole or with my health I would want them to be maybe whole or somewhat healthy in themselves don't really want somebody that is of a lower vibration, a lower frequency looking after you. Even just being around the person is maybe not going to be too conducive to good health. That's the world we live in. We live in a world where the people cheerleading and implementing technologies that could potentially damage your health are people who are themselves unhealthy, not whole and who are completely unaware of what they are supporting and what they're rolling up to say, oh it's for the emergency services but it's bullshit Motor- you could say that about Motorola, right? say they supply the walkie-talkies I don't know it doesn't mean shit. You could say that about Mercedes, who maybe supply supply the paramedic vans or the police riot trucks. It means nothing. <laughs> it doesn't mean it's doesn't mean it's good. The underlying technology is the thing that you should be measuring not the application of it and I know all things can be used in different applications but with mobile technologies it's it's for one thing it's either on or off right it's either operating at millimeter wave or it's not and now if you look at 5G how did they market it get faster download speeds you could land a plane from your house with uh, 5G it's like you're taking the piss all those instruments that they use to land planes right they use a radar ground based radar right nothing to do with 5G they may use communication systems for talking to other ground controllers or to talk to dispatch crews maybe they use 5G for that but it would seem a bit pointless when they're in such close proximity that they would have their own shortwave network of some sort something that they've got more control over than a 5G network assuming that every 5G network requires an operator i.e one of the big telecommunications operators
so <laughs> they show you this advert right this is how they're selling 5G in the UK you could land a plane from your house with 5G right now imagine the data that needs to be sent it's fucking nothing you're talking about a couple of video feeds maybe not necessary right the only feed you need is the radar and if they're saying that they're sending that over 5G whatever you could just connect up to the radar right seems a bit stupid to add another hop in between um, that would just add latency no matter no matter how quick 5G is is adding latency so yeah okay and then you've got um, all the other sensors and metrics you might need they're gonna they're gonna be fucking tiny in size you could probably send that over a 56k modem connection and I'm sure they probably use that kind of technology still <laughs> they probably use old dial-up modems because in some cases they're more <laughs> consistent more efficient sounds stupid but a lot of companies were using dial up to send their um, payment data to uh, to backs not all that long ago so so yeah I wouldn't be surprised if they're still using old world tech because it is more stable lower frequency the higher frequency shit becomes unstable which is why 5G has a requirement that you have to deploy fucking antenna sorry you have to deploy antennas every few hundred feet or few hundred meters in order to guarantee coverage because it's no longer acceptable to have just one giant antenna or two serving an entire town no, you have one antenna to serve one part of a street because of the frequencies that are going to be operating at. So it's stupid. And now they're talking about 6G. And 6G, basically, it's an unfolding of... They're saying that all these generations of networking equipment, right? It's all an experiment. They can't just roll out the final generation. Just think about it, right? You roll out the fastest network and that's it. You, you don't need to bother developing. Why would you need to? You send voice, you send data. That's it. What else do you need to do? Fuck's sake. Someone's, uh, someone parked the fucking van on this, on the path yesterday. And it's like on the side of a verge. And it's also on the side of the road. Fucking idiot. There's like no sign on it to say it's broken down. But it's been there since yesterday morning. It's just like you couldn't find a you couldn't find a decent place to pull over when they drove past the street that they could have parked in. Ah oh, man. 
going to vent the anger in some way, right? I guess. It's just an inconvenience, right? Because people, well, whoever parked it there was like, seems good enough to them, right? It doesn't really, there's no explanation as to why it's there. Which just makes it seem strange that somebody literally just dumped it there and left it. Oh man. I can see the path is flooded ahead of me. <laughs> Probably the worst day to go walking in shorts and with uh, trainers that have holes in them. Yeah, I use, uh, like I said, I don't buy things until until they're completely decayed, <laughs> unusable. Like these, uh, these trainers are used for everything. They're used for painting. It's kind of like general stuff around the, outside the house. Walk in, fixing the car and that kind of thing. It's just, they've just kind of decayed a little bit. So, 6G, right? The touting 6G. So why don't they just say, this is the final phase of a, of a mobile network. This is where we are going to. They're making it seem like it's an iterative thing. Like it's always going to improve over time, but it's not. Because listen to this, right? 6G. Somewhere in China, right? Purple Mount. I think it's called Purple Mountain Labs. Which is like, gives you, it's like some, some fucking bad guy's base in the middle of, middle of the mountains in Western China or something. You know, like on top of a volcano. Sounds weird. Um, yeah, so 6G, right? Someone's left the lights on. Uh-oh. Looks like the battery's dying. Right, so 6G. They announced that they could send one terabyte of data. If you've got an Xbox or a PlayStation 5 or something like that, inside your console has got a one terabyte hard drive. And that allows you to store, I don't know, what, like 10 games or something? I don't know what the... I'm guessing it's like 100 gig per game now or something. I think it used to be like up to 50 or 80 gig on the PS4 for something like uh, GTA or something. But, um, yeah. Let's say it's a terabyte. Terabyte of data that you can store. So let's say that that is your 10 games. 10 games, right? What they did in China was they sent one terabyte of data in one second, a distance of one kilometer. And I think about that. Why? <laughs> what? What is the point? Literally, what is the point? If you could send 
If you, if you think about the commercial applications for the internet, you are never going to get anywhere close to one terabyte per second. Never. You'd be lucky if you got one gigabyte per second. So all these things that they're doing, all these experiments, all these technologies they're developing are not for commercial application because it would require every single piece of networking equipment on the internet to be able to operate at that capacity. That is not going to happen. Can you imagine like a mom and pop online store having to upgrade the networking equipment to because they're told the network has got to be in line, right? It's not going to happen. They're not going to spend that amount of money for no benefit. Zero benefit. What they're trying to do, right, is they're trying to build a real-time a real-time network. That, that's what they're trying to do. That's, that's what I can ascertain from it. There's no commercial application for it. It's not something your website, your website, your website is not a terabyte. <laughs> and if it was, it just means that somebody can scan, somebody can hack your website and take all your data that much quicker. So you'd probably be less likely to know it's happened. Because how many companies have their uh, how many companies would have the systems, the monitoring systems, configured with a one-second um, a one-second monitoring interval? Nobody. Five minutes is probably the minimum. Maybe if you're a telecommunications company, maybe it's a minute. So there's no commercial, there's no retail application for these things that they're doing. All these experiments, all these iterations of network is to build up to something. And I think it's a real time I think it's a real-time network. To send a terabyte of data in one second is fucking stupid. Like, okay, so who's going to buy it? You know, you imagine you develop that at a company and then somebody turns around and says, okay, who's going to buy it? What is the practical application of it? So I've worked at companies, right? I've worked at companies that have disaster recovery tools, right? And they aren't sending terabytes of data between the disaster recovery locations, or they weren't. Disaster recovery is basically all your services run from one location. Disaster recovery is where you keep a backup in a completely separate location. So if you're in the gaming industry, gambling, that's probably going to be Canada and Gibraltar. Or where's the place? There's a place in Africa, I think, as well. Or Las Vegas, that's a common one, Nevada. 
that's where all these gaming and gaming uh, websites that's where they all run the systems from because tax but I think even that was levied uh, based on where the customers based now but they get round it so these gaming companies they'll be moving data consistently between locations they do it iteratively they don't do one terabyte all in one go even if they could I don't think they would imagine all your systems would have to operate at that speed all your hard drives would have to be able to would have to be capable of astronomical speed astronomical means impossible <laughs> in order for that data to be packaged up and sent so these experiments they do are completely unrealistic absolutely unrealistic and the applications are pointless it isn't for the purpose that they're saying it's not just to provide you with a fast download speed on your mobile it's to provide real-time let's say real-time monitoring of what of you of everything that you're doing everything that's happening around you as well maybe it's to provide to provide you with the same mobile service that you've always had it's just branded under a different name now it used to be 4G now it's 4G plus now it's going to be 6G it's the same service you've always had it's just you know it's named differently to give the impression that it is different it ain't it's just a polished version of the same thing that has always existed it gives you voice it gives you data and that's it it's all the same so so yeah I don't quite I don't quite get the people that work for these companies that are pushing they push these technologies like like it's something completely new it's not the experiments that they do with it are new but the bullshit experiments they aren't um, they aren't in any way indicative of real world application so what they'll do, right, once they've got the, once they've got 5G set up, eventually, they'll try, but maybe it won't, I don't think it's going to have as uh, widespread adoption as they want, because how many people are going to want that on the doorstep? It's going to be like major cities, major cities, people won't really have a choice, which is why 
which is why there's probably going to be an exodus of people leaving the cities once the uh, once the writing's on the wall kind of thing so the push for 5G is to basically get the infrastructure for the real time network all those people that are working for these companies like come on you've got all the information how can you not see what you are supporting I mean I started the emergency services what applications are there Networking, checking if bins are empty, checking if toilets are clean. Like, how's that gonna get you any money? I guess you're selling the equipment, so you're like the. It doesn't really matter what the application is, you can just make up some bullshit. Um, you make up a bullshit reason. Oh, look, we created this solution. You could use our 5G equipment to track your sheep. Someone will buy it. I know they just put a high price tag on it. You know? And you still need to have a subscription with a, a telecommunications mobile network provider. But the... Um, Obviously, you're not going to be landing planes. So, 5G is kind of pointless unless you're in air traffic control with it wants to work from home. But you could probably do that now anyway. But it probably won't be recommended. It probably wouldn't even be sanctioned because, well, how many points of failure does that introduce? Suddenly, all of your Let's say you got 100 air traffic controllers and when they work from the air traffic control tower you know what the single point of failures are. Now let's say 100 people working from home all air traffic controllers how many points of failure do you have then? At least 100. Their internet connection. <laughs> so come on, be realistic. The, this stuff that they've put on the adverts is unrealistic it would never be done it's just like they make up that scenario to to wow people like are people really that gullible holy shit the network that I'm connected to on my mobile phone you could land a plane using it's like well cool On my network, you can watch YouTube. Or you can watch BitChute. If you're feeling lucky. It's like... <laughs> come on. Activate your brain. It's, uh, it's crazy to think... 
that morality or virtues can be bestowed by a company. You know? Oh, I work in healthcare, right? Oh, so you must be, you must really want to help people. No. It just pays well. And I can go sit at McDonald's in the morning. Don't have to do anything. Just sit around until somebody calls. And I'm not saying that is true for everyone. Obviously, there's going to be people that don't act like that. They do actually want to help people. They do actually give a shit. And they're the people that are... They're the people that are typically put by the people that aren't good, that don't want to help people, that just want to go and shovel shit in the face. You know, it damages the reputation of all of them just because of maybe a group of a few people that aren't really in it for the reasons they should be. And the people that are in technology companies, you know, there's a lot of arrogant people. I've worked with a lot of arrogant people. And it's not so much about... There's no morality. If you try and... If you try and bring morality into question, they'll try and tear you down. They will try and... destroy any credibility. Because they have no morality. They just want people to have a certain opinion of them. They don't want... They don't want to have to think. They don't want to have to do things in the right way. Okay. It is like... It's insane. I had a guy that, <laughs> that was leaving. He, he, he worked for a different company, right? We were on the same project. I was brought on as an independent and he was brought in through a company and his services were not needed anymore because uh, the managers, the project staff, saw that he wasn't really doing anything. He wasn't really bringing any, any value, so they wanted to get rid of him. And so they just contacted the, his company and said, we don't need him anymore. And he took offense to it. And rather than help, um, rather than helping handing over uh, things that he knew, he just wanted to bitch and complain and try to try <laughs> try to say there was things that I hadn't done. It was weird. It's so weird. Um, there's obviously things that he was supposed to follow up on, you know? Like, he was given the information, but he just didn't follow up on it. So he wanted somebody as a scapegoat because he was being asked about things. And so, um, yeah, I just put it all into one email because he, he didn't come into the office. I just put it all into an email, basically like... Uh, Right. It's basically just everything that was outstanding. Everything that was outstanding. Um, 
all the information that was waiting on him and just copied in copied in all the people that were asking for that information and it's just like a fuck you like if you're not going to be cooperative if you're just going to be a, a dick then fine let everyone know that because other people that are asking for the information I'm, I was just kind of a middleman that was being asked to pick it up from him but ultimately they needed the information because I, I wasn't going to be there forever as well so he chose to take a different path and just like fuck you kind of thing and I was like fine be like that that's alright yeah that's the that's the kind of stuff that you deal with when um, there's no morals there's no uh There's no um, acknowledgement of what is good and bad. It's just a kind of defend yourself kind of thing. It's just on awareness, just limited. Limited to, to what they think. And back again. Um, I knew this wasn't. I knew that wasn't going to be the end of it, of this discussion, because morality is such a such a critical component of building trust and loyalty. this is no morality if a person isn't capable of that capable of making moral decisions or just living in a moral way you can't really trust in their judgement so if you if you run a business and um you have people that go and hire other staff members, right? So you have a set of values that the company that is written and it's like at the core of the company, right? It doesn't really have to mean anything. It doesn't have to be like Moral, morally good, but it's something that um, gives people in the organisation something to work towards, or something to use in order to create more business, create more profit. anything like that it's almost like how you should act in some cases it's like uh, core principles of what you should be doing 
and everyone's just expected you're given like they're either explained to you in the interview or they're given to you in a training seminar or something on your first day or training an online training course seems to be the popular thing these days give somebody like 10 training courses to keep them busy on day one right but the thing with these training courses right like the financial conduct authority companies that have to abide by their rules the FCA or Prudential basically any company that deals in finance they have to abide by certain rules so the core values of the business are in a way dictated by those so you get any financial institution and it's typically the same sort of thing honest honesty integrity all, all like that kind of stuff right but it doesn't actually it doesn't actually mean anything it's just kind of fluff it's like there's no measurement of that they don't tell you how to be honest or how to have integrity or even what is right and what was wrong they give you some indications specifically around uh, around bribery and corruption they have training courses specifically for that but it isn't um, see the thing with these courses right they have answers they have questions and answers they shouldn't really have answers it should be open-ended if you want to actually measure a person's honesty integrity morality then uh, you can't limit the choice you have to get the answer that they formulate themselves you give them a multiple choice they could just go on the internet or they could ask the person next to them what they put it's like I was talking about the other day it's it's like uh, it's um, it's consensus general consensus what did you put what did you put and they all put the same thing you know if you got people that are doing that people that can't answer simple questions or that don't want to answer simple questions and they want to just copy from somebody else that that is a problem and a lot of companies don't capture that kind of thing so it never gets addressed that's something it's something that might happen in high school you know 
copying on your exam or something. Which isn't such a big deal because school is all about memorizing things anyway. When you're on the topic of honesty and integrity and bribery and corruption, you kind of don't want people to just copy, copy answers or have a multiple choice, you know, where they can just look up what the question is. Should be open-ended. I know when, when I've done some of these financial regulation, um, trainings, training thing. It's like, uh, each company is different. It's like role play kind of stuff. You know, like Jenny speaks to Brad about the new contract with blah, blah, blah. Brad tells her to negotiate a rate higher so she can get a better commission. Stuff like that. It's like, all right, well, Brad should be fired. <laughs> because Because, <laughs> fuck, it isn't about morality though, is it? Because, let's say Brad is getting, is going to generate more profit for the company. Are the company going to fire him for increasing sales? No. Are they going to fire him for suggesting to Jenny that she ups the price in order to boost her commission. No, because the bottom line is she, uh, the company still gets more profit. So there's like a fine line between morality and profit. And the real problem, I think, the real problem that I've experienced is just what I've, just what I mentioned, that example. It is people taking benefit. People, um, people that have no moral compass. Materialists. And while she might say, well, what's wrong with that? They didn't do anything wrong. Morally, it's wrong. Because they're just trying to extract something, something more that benefits them. Nothing else is being added. It's just increasing the price. Nothing else is being added. There's no exchange. It's like a revaluation. It's like saying, well, actually, we think it's worth more now. You don't have to give a reason why. And if you're a monopoly, if you're like one of the main companies in that area, and there isn't really anyone comparable, then you could probably get away with that kind of practice. It's like, 
yeah we're increasing our prices oh but we can't really afford to do that we can't really afford to pay that okay well where else are you gonna go it's monopolistic it's morally wrong you're taking advantage of a person or a company and I'm sure I'm sure that's what's been happening recently with uh, the whole food and energy situation right I'm sure the supplies of the food are being squeezed and I say the supplies I mean the raw supplies the uh, the growers the farmers I'm sure they're still being squeezed they're not getting anything more it's just all the middlemen all the people in between pushing it to the supermarkets all taking a bigger cut just because they can just because they've been allowed to by putting all that shit in the media they've allowed people to take advantage all the stuff with the energy if they hadn't put any of that stuff in the media about the petrol or diesel shortages there would be no shortages it was about a year ago they did that in the UK and only after it was in the media was there a shortage because people were going in and panicking and filling up when they didn't need to and if you think about these these uh, petrol stations they work on a pattern they know how much fuel is dispensed each week and they'll have it fairly accurate because it would remain quite stable but then when you have an event like the media being dicks and putting something all over the TV and generalizing it they created that situation the journalists who reported on that they did something wrong it was morally wrong they hijacked a situation that was impacting one station one garage that didn't have fuel that could have been for any number of reasons like a missed delivery or nobody available to make the delivery and then that sends panic to everyone because people need to get to work people need to drop the kids off at school people need fuel to work and so people went out filled up when they didn't need to they filled up containers because they didn't know when they'd be able to get any more it was a fabricated situation created by the people who appeared on the TV because ultimately they're the ones that were happy to get up there and talk about it to everyone without even considering what they were doing so whilst I was talking about moral morality in tech it is widespread there's a lack of morality everywhere and uh, it's prevalent it's easy to see everyone are even just 
just walking around just existing <laughs> the number of people that don't want to acknowledge you is staggering they uh, they suffer obviously from an unawareness they're in a condition of unawareness and um, they also have no morals because if you're stood waiting to cross the road they won't let you go even if they see you even if they can't move if they're stuck in traffic they'll attempt to drive at you even if you've even if you've already started crossing the road people have no morals they don't know what what good is it's like I was talking about unawareness there's unawareness of the self and there's unawareness of the external things the things around you people around you just as there's awareness of the self and awareness of the people around you and the things if you lack any one of those things then it's unawareness if you are If you're codependent, you're aware of yourself, what yourself needs. You're not aware of the things going on around you. It does play into it, like what you need. You need other people or things around you, certain things, certain people, in order for you to survive. But if you had a, an awareness of what's going on around you, you would be better aware, you'd be better prepared for things. But um, yeah, a lot of people are lacking in <laughs> I mean, I'm just talking about lack of awareness, right? I'm crossing the road at a roundabout and people don't know how to they don't know how to use their indicators. So where I was stood, I was in the middle of two lanes on a crossing, right? So I crossed over into the middle and then I had to wait for any traffic coming towards me, right? So there's one junction and there's a car sitting there with its indicator on indicating it's coming my direction so I'm waiting it drives off and goes to the next junction still with the same indicator on that's a complete lack of awareness you know like I'm sit, I'm stood there waiting for them because if I step out and they've got their indicator on it's my fault I should have waited I was aware that the indicator was on, so why would I step out? But they uh, were obviously unaware. I guess in both cases, they weren't aware that they had their indicator on. They didn't really need to be. At least not until they'd uh, crossed the, uh, the first junction.
and they weren't aware of me stood there looking at their indicator I mean I know people call people like that stupid or idiots they're not they know exactly what they're doing I think stupid might be a complete lack of awareness but it's a choice it's still a choice right what I'm saying is somebody that chooses to be unaware of themselves or people around them it is a choice because if you can be aware of yourself why can't you be aware of the things around you because to a degree the things that you want for yourself are going to be influenced by the by what's around you So there is, I think it is a choice. It's a condition, it's a hardwired choice that's created by condition after condition after condition. Growing up, growing up with certain people around them that influenced them in that way. Or something traumatic. Or just because they, they copy copy behaviour from the people around them now. But it's all choice. Like I wrote in uh, when I was writing the description for on awareness, I likened it to a program like a computer program so when people talk about AI being self-aware the computer program which is what they call AI is just a function it performs a specific function that's written by a human and it can't really do anything else other than what the human tells it to do tells it to do now if you knew nothing about computers or computer programs you probably just believe that okay maybe a computer maybe AI can do that the image that you're given of AI is robots you know with human faces that's it's not it's not that at all it's computer programs written by humans to perform specific functions now you can tell that it's all BS when they talk about AI becoming self-aware because if that was possible Elon Musk wouldn't be trying to put sensors in your brain I can't remember the name of his the company he bought he didn't invent this thing he bought it just like Tesla just like SpaceX he's a money man he buys these businesses and then he's the personality that they put up for, up front because the young people like him for some reason 
he's a personality so he's got this wacky idea of putting sensors inside your head inside your brain cutting into your skull and uh I don't know if it's like electrodes or something they put on a portion of the brain to stimulate. But, I mean, the, the kind of stuff that he's talking about is like the inventions I was talking about before. These scientists that, you know, oh, you can put this tech inside you, it's gonna be great. It's the same stuff. Elon Musk is pushing the same stuff. He wants to put this thing in your head and he's saying, oh yeah, yeah it's for medical use. You know, to help people that have issues, disabilities, brain damage. But then he goes on to talk about using it to play video games. So it becomes a recreational thing. So if AI, if AI was, you know, as good as the saying, as uh, self-aware as the saying it is, why would they be sticking sense or wanting to stick sensors in your head? It's because that is the only way that they can interact with something that is conscious or sentient. Because they cannot build something that is sentient or conscious. They can't do it because they don't understand it. If they could, they would have done it. And it would already be out here. It would be... You would have noticed it. They spent billions on CERN, right? What have they got out of that? Oh, they know what the God particle is. They, they, they created this billion dollar project just to gain a different perspective on something. when it could have been something quite fundamental. It, it could have been something like really easy, you know, like it didn't have to go and expend so much energy, resource, just to find that. It's because they can't, they can't process their ideas are extreme and weird for a reason it's because we can't we can't perceive the same things that they do and I'm saying they because they're obviously of a different frequency because the things that they all talk about and the things that they want to do to me are freakish they are weird they are not they are abnormal <laughs> there's no there's no benefit it's just more distractions and more control and for somebody who wants if somebody wants to create distractions in order to garner control it obviously says that there's something wrong with them there's something not quite normal and I say something wrong with them I mean on the scheme of on the 
on the scale of extreme to balanced they're extreme they are convinced they're talking about things and convincing people to put something into their head manipulate and mutilate the body so that they can play video games without a controller just by looking at the screen it's insane and they project the, they project these insane ideas and people people lap it up because they think that technology is good they think that these people that are talking about technology are also good they've been programmed they've been conditioned it's like I was saying about the unawareness the state of unawareness it's a condition they've been programmed to be that way and it's a choice they're, they're making a choice not to invoke awareness they don't want to because something is telling them either they don't need to they're just going to burn up too much energy or uh, what they've got the current program is keeping them safe from threats so one side of the scale you got people who are insane batshit crazy on the other end of the scale you got people who who are sane have great ideas but can't implement and then in the middle in the middle who's going to be in the middle it's a melding of the two I think You've got the same people presenting the ideas to the money men and then the money men take it and run off. And then you've got the insane people who are also selling to the middlemen, the money men. There's no, there's no morality. The people who think that they've built something great that's gonna do good there has to be a morality check is it actually good or is it just uh, is it just like a token you know like we're going to bring fresh water to communities in Africa and that was something that I heard 30 years ago when I was a kid and they're still saying it 30 years later So it's like they must have they must have created millions in donations since then. How have they not delivered fresh water? Or maybe they didn't need to. Maybe maybe it was all a con. It's like 5G in the mobile network, constantly iterating and upgrading it for the next latest and greatest it's like constantly saying that you're going to help people in the developing world 
who may not want to develop in the same way that the West has. So I don't know why people call it the developing world. I think it's because that's what we've been told. <laughs> that that is who needs our help. But what if they don't want it? Has anyone considered that? That's a question of morality as well. Why go into these countries to help? Why are you saying that they're in an impoverished state when interference from the West is disrupting their culture? Maybe that's the real reason why things are not improving. It's more of a a soft takeover. Obviously, any sort of morality in this kind of world is always going to be shunned in favour of popular consensus. So, I mean, it's all subjective, it's all conditioned, right? We're all programmed to think certain ways, the conditioning, that's the state, that's the thing that we perceive things, we get a perspective because of that, because of the programming. And the programming is the things you watch, the people you interact with, the people you talk to, the things you read, that's all the things that are programming you. So if you're reading the newspaper, watching the the news on TV, watching the TV, watching adverts, all your programming is coming from that. That's your worldview. It's not an actual worldview. It's a quote. Um, it's a projected worldview. It's what somebody wants you to believe. It's not something that can actually be believed because go and try and observe all the stuff that's written or shown to you. And if you can't observe it, you can't experience it. And if you can't experience it, you can't have a perspective on it that could form a belief. So if you have a belief on something and you've not got experience or observation, it's an opinion because you've got no observational experience to draw on. You can only have an opinion in that case. An opinion's got to be like the lowest form of information. It's, it's on the same scale as gossip. So when I'm talking about opinion, when I'm giving my opinion, it is literally just gossip. My, myself, I don't really hold it in any regard. It could just be a raw idea, but because I don't know enough, I don't have enough uh, other things to draw on in order to add observation or experience that I'll shun it, I'll shun my own opinion. But that's all it is. That, that's the way we should all be. We shouldn't be 
I think we get a little bit upset if somebody says you can't say that you can't say this that's rubbish that's the per that's their opinion you can't really say free speech because your yours is an opinion if you've experienced it if you've got an observation it doesn't matter what anyone else says that's your experience they can't take that away from you if it's an opinion don't get so attached to it because your opinion is likely going to change when you observe it for yourself when you experience it for yourself so don't get attached to opinions but as long as your opinion is based on morality or at least considers morality as a measure of something then at least you know that your opinion is going to be aligned to something good or if you've got no morality it's going to be aligned with something bad your opinions are going to be consistent but um yeah it is worrying I mean I know people <laughs> this is my my first hand observation I know people that have worked at two companies both of those companies have been involved in serious fraud supplying uh, communications equipment to countries in the Middle East certain organisations or parts or regions or something administrations it's all um, it's all been investigated by by journalists I can't ICNJ is it? International Consortium of Journalists or IC, ICIJ Investigative investigative journalists yeah it's all been documented and it involves bribery I mean you have an ex-president right does a speech for a communications company or sponsored by a communications company he's paid three quarters of a million just for this speech would you think that he would have a vast experience in the telecoms industry no he was the president he was told what to do he's a speaker right so that's why he was brought brought in he's a good speaker and people know his name I say he's a good speaker I'm just saying he's practiced you know that's what he did for a living speak publicly but uh, the company that hired him that sponsored him they paid him three quarters of a million had never sponsored a speaker before this was the first time and uh, after that happened it must have been a very weird speech um, <laughs> um, yeah I mean, somebody obviously sees him as some kind of hero or something, right? So after he did that speech, a few weeks later, 
an announcement is made regarding sanctions in Iran. And this had some kind of benefit to the company that sponsored his talk. So, if you were looking at that from a moral perspective, he does a speech, he gets paid three quarters of a million, which is the most apparently he's ever been paid, to conduct a speech sponsored by a corporation that had never sponsored a speaker before. And then two weeks later, somebody related to him, his wife, announces sanctions to be lifted or something, something to do with sanctions in Iran, but it benefited this company. Sounds like a bribe. It sounds like some sort of... Um, Here's how we do the transaction kind of thing. Do it in the public. Sounds like it was... Um, sounds like it was put together. Sounds like it was done for the purpose of his wife changing the sanctions, you know? Morality. People would have gone to that speech and been like, wow, this guy's great. Wow, the company's great. And then a couple of weeks later, that's announced. Would anyone have made the, the correlation? Probably not. Because I bet it wasn't publicised about the uh, benefit to that organisation. But it has been, silently. And it's been investigated. It's just fascinating that through all facets of life that this kind of corruption, this kind of lack of morality is prevalent. And the people that are to have the less have the least amount of moral that have no morality it seems well can't really say don't have any because they may it may just be for the self what is good for the self which is fascinating in all walks of life right through the spectrum that people would just sell themselves out and prostitute themselves. That's essentially what it is. I mean, she prostituted out her husband <laughs> in order for her to uh, announce a change that favoured that company. It, it, I mean, I know someone that has been involved in those companies. Not saying that they've been involved in those uh, kind of practices. But I think it says a lot about a person that is willing to work for a company like that. Even when practices like that are known, they're made known. Now I know a lot of companies, like a lot of big companies like that, 
well they could say oh well we bought the subsidiary in this place and this place and we don't really have like a close control on well it's still their problem they've got an issue still their issue and I mean to work for two different companies that have conducted similar behaviour I mean it's just I just I wouldn't I would not go anywhere near them not go anywhere near the companies but I think it says a lot about a person that is okay in working for companies like that I mean they might think that they're doing good you know that they're making a difference but you have to look at the bigger picture like you can't be so narrow in focus you can't be so limited people allow themselves to be to be limited like that to not really not really consider what is right or wrong they kind of leave that to somebody else don't they you know but it's not it's not up to somebody else at the end of the day the things you do you're, you're going to be judged on the things that you've done the things you've not done and I know people are like thinking that's probably in a biblical sense it's not it's not somebody who's going to come and tell you you've done this wrong and this wrong and this is what you have to do to fix it it's not that it's um, you know or you'll be made to you'll be made to know that you've done something wrong that you should have done something better you should have you should have done more you should have done good you'll just know it just doesn't disappear it sticks around with you so you can be like enjoying your job but then what happens when or what happens if that employer you know the company goes bust because they get because they reach the end of the line they have got no more they got no more fuel in the tank. They have to be taken down and split. The company gets subdivided. So it can continue doing what it was doing. It's just it makes it look like things were fixed. You know? It's like the authorities go in and break it up, break up the company, arrest some people. You know, the ones that they feel that is due. And then, uh, then it starts again. It resets. And that's what... That's the point I was trying to get to with the 5G and the 6G. So they do it iteratively, right? 5G is all about speed. And increasing the number of antennas. So you got... 
you got more antennas every few hundred feet or something, which is completely unrealistic. It's completely unrealistic because it, it means that they have to have fiber. They have to have internet fiber as well as the antennas. Outside of the cities, it's gonna be near impossible, which is why I think it's only gonna be in the cities. Be way too expensive outside. Especially on highways and things like that. It's just completely unrealistic. Um, but yeah, what they were doing in what they're going to do with 6G, which is apparently 2030, I think a 6G agenda, 2030. Um, it's all going to be subdivided. See, remember I was saying that everything has to break up. The whole system, it's like one big cell, then it subdivides, then it subdivides, then it subdivides, right? So it's getting to that point. And that's what they planned into 6G. That that iteration is gonna mean things are gonna subdivide. Which is what 5G is implementing as well, because by placing all these antennas, um, over distance hundreds of feet they're going to have uh, coverage it's going to be the same bands the same frequency bands but it's going to mean that they can they can have certain local operators they'll split it up so it isn't just the big boys the big boys split up they subdivide so it doesn't look as though they have a monopoly even though there's only a few companies left a few network operators because they've all been they've all been bought out and all those small operators all they're doing is uh, tagging onto the big boys networks it's called a was it a pop point of presence at least that's what they call it in, like, for internet service providers. I'm assuming it'd be the same kind of thing for a mobile provider. It's just, it would just be a case of routing. I imagine they'd share the same equipment. They would just route it differently. Route means to, it's like, uh, if you've got an area code of a phone number, it routes you to the correct that area code routes it to the correct um, network. So, so yeah. Nobody, nobody seems to appreciate that morality is something that is needed. And I find it weird that, I don't know, maybe I can only see the bad. Maybe my perspective is I can only see the problems. And that I can't see the good that's been done. But maybe that's because my purpose is to either fix those problems or highlight them. Because maybe other people can't see them. They can only see the other stuff, the solutions. The, the good stuff 
because it seems my experience, my observations have been people conducting themselves in, in bad ways, lack of morality, just in it for themselves. And I've never been down, I've never been down for that. I mean, even there was a guy I worked with once. He, he was just not good. Like, he was, he was a police officer or something. And then he quit. And then he decided to become an IT expert. He decided to become a consultant. Even though he had, he didn't really have much experience. He went straight to being a consultant, which is, one, it's immoral. Because how can you consult on solutions and problems that you have not experienced? So anyway, so I mean, I knew the guy was full of it when he started. He was literally just all talk. And I find those people very easy to identify because I've been around so many of them. And I just don't take anything they say is legit so um, so I heard this guy on a call one day he didn't know what to do he was like the manager asked him to look into a problem because it was affecting um, people being able to book to book a, a hotel or a flight or something and he's like yeah 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 I'll do it and then he gets on the call and he's not got a clue what he's doing. He keeps going on mute and just shouting around the desk, asking people like, what should I do? What should I do? And I just sit there and I say nothing. Because he talked himself into that situation. He talked himself into that job. And it wasn't like he was being paid peanuts. He's, he's the kind of person that is well his lack of experience he couldn't really call himself an expert he only really went for that kind of work because of the money it attracted and because his friends said it was easy I think when he said it was easy, he meant it was easy to blag his way in. As in, he could talk, talk his way in, which he did. But then, he didn't really know what to do when it came down to it. And, uh, yeah, I don't know what happened to him. Because that was, that was a place where... I've spoken about before, but they basically lied to me about the project. They just wanted someone to sit there and uh, look after the day-to-day work because they had a team of seven seniors that didn't want to do that. So it was weak management hiring people unnecessarily. I shouldn't have been there. None of them should have been there. But I at least tried to improve the things that they did have that weren't quite so efficient. 
that had problems but nobody was interested because well they just weren't interested they managed to convince the the manager to make them all seniors and have only one one junior so it's like you have a team of seven seniors and they can't even fix the problems that they've got they spend two hours making simple changes so yeah morality I'd say morality is not just uh, I think it's more a state of mind as well it's like uh, is what I'm doing going to have a negative impact on anything so it's not just the good and bad aspects like am I, am I doing something that is harmful to anyone else it's like is this change that I'm going to make is it going to affect anyone negatively? Or is it going to have a positive effect? And then making those effects known, whether it's positive or negative. A lot of people don't think, they don't think like that. It's all very, uh, just do it for the sake, just do it because you have to do it. It's like, this is what was put on my desk today. This is what I've got to finish today. The, uh... Yeah, the actual quality, the approach to it is just a bit... Um, thoughtless. Not really much awareness, no morality. And you can't really... I don't think you can teach that. You can teach someone to do processes and procedures, right? But you can't. I don't think. I don't think you should teach someone to think in certain ways because this is going to create more problems. Because they're going to do everything that you said, but then they'll be like, "Oh yeah, but this happens." So it's like, you, they, need, they need to engage, they need to be aware. And that's not something that you can just write down in a step-by-step. -step. You could actually like write it down, engage and be aware of what you're doing. But it's a uh, frame of mind, I guess. It's. Uh, I don't know, it's difficult to difficult to comprehend because um, we're all conditioned in so many different ways. It's difficult to just say that you know this is the this is the way. Because there isn't just one way. There isn't just one way of what I'm talking about. There isn't just one way of uh, being moral. There isn't just one way of being a work. There's different grades, there's different conditions, so there's different states, different perspectives. 
people may disagree with the approach or what I'm saying but they may agree in principle that people need to consider good and bad good and evil negative positive but they may disagree with the approach So there's so many aspects, there's so many conditions to consider. But the general gist of it is think about what you're doing. Be considerate, be aware. Be fully aware. Alright, I think that's good for now. Well, the rain's stopped. No, it's like uh, the fog's come back or something. It's like a haze or a mist has just dropped. Really weird, but it's still, it's humid as well. Hmm. Anyway, September 23rd, 239. Hope you had a good day.